Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. So when was the Canadian Thanksgiving? That happened already, didn't it? Oh, yeah, that was well before uh, Halloween. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's a, it's a more civilized spacing out of holidays. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would appreciate if we did that. Yeah, the whole Thanksgiving and the Christmas madness that happens in the U.S. is just insane. Uh, ever since I've started kind of coming up here more often, I'm like, oh, this is great. You do Thanksgiving, and then you wait a little while, and then you have Halloween, and then you wait a little while, and then you have Christmas. Yeah, although I I kind of like getting it all out of the way. <laughs> Honestly, you know, we've had our Christmas tree up for quite some time now. Right. You're not supposed to do that until after American Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, you know what? Screw those people. I also have a pink tree, so <laughs> what are you going to do? We buck, <laughs> we buck tradition around here. Yes. So it's been a very interesting couple of weeks here, Brian. Okay. So I started this Pivoteer newsletter talking about how, you know, you can change your jobs because I've done it so many times and how to be resilient and anti-fragile. And uh, it's I haven't put out an issue in three weeks because, well, the universe said, hold my beer, boy. You want to talk about this stuff? We're going to make you live it. <laughs> oh, All right. Almost lost my house. Was uh, planning to be homeless for a couple of days there. Was, uh, <laughs> that was an exercise in um, uh, fire drills for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've done that enough where I'm pretty good at that. You can throw me out you know, in a dark alley and I can find a place to live in 24 hours. That wasn't the big problem. But then uh, in the past week, 60% of my income has evaporated. Because I lost mm -hmm. a whale client. Ah, yes. That's yeah. dangerous. Yep. And it's one of those things where this was the one client that I had that I'm like, okay, CEO, founded the company, loves doing the podcast, never going anywhere. We're actually friends, blah, blah, blah. Thinking that, okay, this is, this is a good gig. It's going to go on forever. I didn't remember that there are these things called investors and the board. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So even a CEO and a founder also has bosses. Well, yes, they do. Yeah, those bosses pulled the rug out from them and stole their company in a in a hostile takeover, and it's been a very very bad week. So, uh, yeah, so scrambling again, and uh, it's like I've got so much material for this damn newsletter now. I just don't have the time to write it because I'm trying <laughs> to pay the bills. But uh, here's the deal. Picked up another podcast client already. You know, check on that one. Uh, picked up, and you'll love this one, Brian. Guess what I'm doing now? I, I don't know. SEO and web marketing with search oh, engines. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're a bullshit artist. Have you tried no. to bullshit this week? <laughs> no, I'm not a bullshit artist. I'm just bringing in clients and uh, get a cut of the sales. That's the way it goes. Uh, they, just, they just don't know how to do it, so I know how to do it. There we go. So I'm back to building landing pages, believe it or not. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's this world come to? Um, but since I'm back in the real estate world, dusting off the camera, doing uh, house photography, and I'm going to get my commercial drone uh, pilot's license here pretty soon so I can add that on. It's just been like, uh, it, it literally is exactly the stuff I teach in the newsletter brought to life really against my will. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so, it's been uh, fun. So how's your Thanksgiving 
Uh, you know, it's it's not as crazy as yours. Uh, I am um, actually flying back to L.A. Uh, on the day before Thanksgiving, so that's going to be a nightmare anyways. That's tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that, and that's one of the reasons we're doing the podcast this week and taking next week off because uh, I will be uh, in travel hell uh, for the next few days. Uh, I have to go back because we're closing out the sale of our condo in Santa Monica, so I need to be there to uh, handle some of the aspects of that. So the uh, <laughs> you know travel hasn't <laughs> hasn't been fun recently uh, or the past ten years, anyways, or twenty years even now at this point. Uh, but the amount of hoops that you have to go through now in in this COVID time uh, to travel, the testing requirements, the timing, the uploading of the documents to the websites that don't work, uh, it is just a cluster F of, of massive proportions. So good times. I am not looking forward to a relaxing or fun next six days. Oh, man, that just sucks. That just yeah, sucks. It does. It does. It's just going to be grin and bear it and get through it and think about all the money that will be in my bank account when the escrow closes. Oh, good for you, man. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. So it's it's worth dealing with all of this. And of course, you know, the the real fun of all of this is like I get back and I'm here for like two weeks and then the whole family packs up and goes back to LA for Christmas. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. Oh fun times. Fun times. <laughs> Good times. But uh, I had some interesting news cross my my feed, something I hadn't thought about in a long time, uh, something that uh, we were basically known for for quite a while for screaming about how stupid they were and how horrible they were and how all these companies are going to go out of business because it's just a dumb concept. And uh, then we just never heard about them again for a long time. And uh, this popped up. Miami votes to end electric scooter pilot program. Scooters? Scooters. scooters back in the news jason oh my god we're back to scooters yes oh. once home to the most electric scooters in the united states miami is turning its back on the micro mobility vehicles per the miami herald city commissioners voted on thursday to end the multi-year pilot that allowed companies like bird and lime to operate shared scooter rentals within the city's core they have until 5 p.m on friday november 19th so this has happened already to collect their scooters if they do not comply they will impound all the vehicles Basically, they just said, you know what? These things aren't safe. No, they're not. Go for and they aren't. And that's the point of view that swayed the commission's vote. So uh, Miami is done with them. Uh, I'm curious to see how many were out and, uh, will be out and about in Santa Monica when I get back into town. A they lot. had already dis disappeared in droves last time I was there. But They're we'll back. See. Oh, great. They came well, back. I guess they had to do something with the ones from Miami. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, they're transplants. But you'd, you'd think that Florida would be like safety. What's that? Strap a gator on it and you're fine. You know, uh, you know it's the old person vote, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's all the old people walking up and down the Miami streets that are sick of those young whippersnappers. Get off my whipping sidewalk. and snapping around them. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, they came back. You know, I thought COVID had killed them, but uh, uh, apparently there were a few left in storage. So they're scattered around my neighborhood here and there, but uh, not as many as, as it used to be, for sure. I see a couple of people riding around, but the ones I generally see riding around are privately owned. People actually bought these for themselves and scoot around on them. But the, here's the difference. Those Some people, cost fallacy. Uh, but they also wear helmets. The people who own yeah. the scooters are actually safer because they're, you know, they have their protective gear on. They're literally wearing, you know, like motorcycle gloves and helmets and aren't riding on the sidewalks. They're they're doing it the way they should do it. 
So because they're using it as a legitimate form of transportation, not as part of a pub crawl. Exactly. Yes, exactly. They're not they're not slamming a six pack and going for a tool on their bird. Yes. Uh, and Brian, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but tis the season for spam. Oh, Black Friday is here, and I don't I've gotten so many emails from companies that I thought had gone out of business, never wanted to hear from again, and I'm sure uh several of them that I have unsubscribed from several times. Yes, yes the, and the just, never being able to unsubscribe. When you unsubscribe now, it just gets you off their weekly mailer. It doesn't get you off their seasonal mailers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you unsubscribe from, yeah, that one. And then just, we're still going to send you stuff. Come on. We got your email. We can't just throw it away. That would be, you know, bad business. (laughs) That would be bad marketing. Not to mention illegal, but hey, there's no such thing as the internet police. (laughs) No internet police. Yep. That's right. In the news. Brian, we've gotten a lot of email about this topic, and I just wanted to cover it real quick, Uh, just uh, do a hit and run on it. It's about Zillow, Mm -hmm. because everybody knows that we love to talk about AI, (laughs) and uh, Zillow got kicked in the nuts uh, with their their home buying AI, and Mm -hmm. uh, the the algorithm basically screwed them out out of just billions of dollars in, in market value. Uh, this is kind of an ongoing story right now, and I'm kind of living it with my roommate, who is a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been covered in the news, so I just wanted to touch on it real quick. It is a bad, bad thing, but there's more stuff that's coming out, and that's why I've kind of been saving it. Um, th- th- just the home buying side that Zillow was doing, it was just one facet of it. But there's another side with market manipulation that's going to be coming out probably pretty soon with class action lawsuits against them. That's where mm-hmm. it gets juicy. So I'm just kind of kind of putting that one on hold right now, putting a pin in it. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting that their whole uh, their their home buying algorithm uh, kicked them in the balls. And here's the thing. I don't believe it was an algorithm at all. I think it was people. I really do. I, I look, there's there's no way that an algorithm was given license to purchase properties. Uh, I'm sure there was an algorithm in use that kicked things up and then a person reviewed them and said, OK, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was just basically it's basically a search bot that just sat yeah. there and said, "Okay, show me show me the houses that are coming up for sale." And then people took over. And the people made bad decisions. It wasn't the algorithm yeah. that did it. They're just doing that for, you know, to shift the blame. The real blame comes from the managers and the people on on the, you know, with boots on the ground that actually paid for these properties. So, this is just shifting blame. AI is people. AI is people. Motherfuckers. Yeah. And then I saw this story, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Uh, Tesla's app server went down for a few hours at one point a couple of days ago, leading to a worldwide app outage that left owners unable to connect to their cars. Gasp. <laughs> yes. For those people who just use their phones instead of having the key card on them, that meant they were screwed. Now, I can also open my BMW with my phone app. But you know what's a lot easier? Key. A little tiny fob that's in my pocket. <laughs> That I take with me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's why they give it to you, Brian. Uh, that the, this is the, the this entire story and all the outrage that took place on Twitter because that's where Elon Musk lives uh, is all as as your favorite phrase is 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 a bit of a tempest in a teapot because you've got a fucking fob. Yeah, <laughs> use you it. Know, we gave you a key for a reason. Yeah, the other one yes. was just for convenience. But if that doesn't work, reach in your pocket. Get the fucking key. Yes. 
Okay. I think we're done with that story. <laughs> that was a quickie. Damn. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, back into drone news, something new that we haven't seen in a while. Zipline has started uh, doing deliveries with Walmart in Pea Ridge, Arkansas. Okay. Yep. Uh, these are the ones that are kind of like the uh, the model airplanes with the the parachutes on them. It's not a it's right. not a uh, like a quadcopter drone. This one like flies over your house and does a strafing run and drops your goods, hopefully somewhere where you can get it. <laughs> and hopefully they don't confuse them with like one of the ones that they use in Afghanistan. Yeah, that would be bad. That would yeah. be bad. <laughs> but, you know. It, it, but you know, more accurate. <laughs> oh, shit. That's true. Probably they are. Much better <laughs> delivery. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Much, deli- much better delivery of that payload. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see that these things are still going because you haven't heard about this stuff for a while. I know Zipline was big um, in Africa delivering vaccines, which is a really good use of the technology because it's mm-hmm. like out in the wilderness, you know, taking vaccines and drugs to far off places that, you know, would take forever to get to or you couldn't even get to. Um, but this is Arkansas. Pretty sure they can get to the store, but I don't know. It is Arkansas. <laughs> Right. And then uh, NFTs have been in the news a lot this week, and um, mostly because of things that we like, which is people trolling the hell out of these people, which is just great. Um, There's a really funny article over at Slate called How to Troll an NFT Owner. You know, it gets into things like tell them that they're basically – so these are just really like Beanie Babies, right? (laughs) The other one I saw was uh, NFTs are essential oils for men. (laughs) Yeah, that one was awesome. That one really made me laugh. Uh, so, you know, it gets into all the foibles of them and the problems of which we've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast. And I did find this one funny, uh, this little sentence in here. But ultimately, many crypto boosters think that what may seem like a weakness in the technology is actually a strength. NFTs make it possible for art to be both profitable and freely available. Yes, it is possible for you to spend a lot of money on something that everybody else can also have. Free. Great. I mean, I get the theory there. The artist is going to get paid. But as we've talked about, it's what this is like becoming a YouTube star. The chances of you being the artist that's actually going to make any money is so infinitesimally small. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we covered. You're like, going to be lucky. We, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We covered, we covered last week. Times. The numbers. The numbers is like there are no people that are selling NFTs on a reasonable scale where you could actually make any money. The big the big people who are making out with this are money launderers and uh, ransomware guys who are trying to, you know, burn some crypto to hide it from the governments. So. Yep. And Matthew the Swede sent us a link saying of Swedes know how it's done. And this is the NFT Bay, which shares a multi-terabyte archive of all the pirated NFTs available ever anywhere. It's being called the Billion Dollar Torrent because it includes all the NFTs on the Ethereum and Solana blockchain, blockchains, blockchains, whatever. <laughs> so done with all these stories. So it's funny. I almost went and got this because I was going to uh, go to my storage unit and raid my old uh, Chia farm because I've got a yeah. 16 terabyte, a couple 16 terabyte drives sitting around there collecting dust. Then I'm like, you know, no. I really just don't give a <laughs> Yeah, shit. why? Exactly. What I love about it is the the person that packaged this uh, thought was thoughtful enough and knows enough about the etiquette of of the pirate bay and things of that nature that they included you know the lovely little text file that explains everything that's I in know. the it's in so the good. drop that you've got here, which says this handy torrent contains all of the NFTs so that future generations can study this generation's tulip mania and collectively go, "What the fuck? We destroyed our planet for this." <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw somebody else that took uh, one of the NFT drops and then uh, took them all and made a collage that was a, you know, like one of those larger images inside with made of smaller yeah. images. And um, it was uh, basically like the Truman an image Show of somebody. Artwork. Yes. Which, by the way, we worked on. Um, I remember. Yeah. Uh, with, with somebody right clicking. <laughs> it's just a hand right clicking. So good. <laughs> Fucking genius. It so was good. genius. Oh, my God. And a uh, hat tip to Pedro about this story, continuing on with this sort of stuff. And this is uh, this is kind of sad news. Not that I particularly like the name the Staples Center, because, you know, why in yeah. Los Angeles? But I've been there many times, and it's been the Staples Center for oh, as forever, as, can as far remember. as I'm concerned, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, it's not anymore. Now it's the Crypto.com Center. No, it's not, Brian. You've been, you've been out of L.A. for a while. Guess what everybody what? here calls it? What? The crypt. Oh, oh, I have that now. See, now I'm on board. That's catchy. <laughs> That's right. Everybody <laughs> here just calls it the crypt. Yeah. Well, the crypto.com, which is a Singapore firm that, of course, you know, allows users to buy, sell, and pay with cryptocurrencies, has paid over $700 million for 20 years to be called, well, what they were hoping was the crypto.com uh, center, <laughs> but it's now just the crypt. Uh, the $35 million a year. That's among the priciest deals ever. I do hope that they got all of the money up front. Yep, because seriously. I can't imagine that crypto.com is going to be around uh, for 20 years and being able to pay all that much money. And it did immediately make me think of the Enron Center. Yep. Which is now long gone and is basically called the Minute Maid Center now. Uh, what was uh, that? The home of the park? Uh, yep, that one too. The home of the Philadelphia Flyers, which was Wachovia Center, which is now Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good luck with that. Have fun. Yeah, seriously. This will be gone in two years. The crypt. I love that. <laughs> yep. me, uh, uh, God bless you, LA. I love you. <laughs> we do some things right here. We, you do, you do. It's really good. Uh, and we've got some uh, news about right to repair. Apple has done an about face, probably just to get ahead of the regulations, which are coming anyways. But they're also saying in this article that there was a lot of internal pressure that Apple employees were up for this as well and said we should be doing this. So they will start selling parts and tools direct to consumer and offer repair guides. So good. That's great. Still, good luck getting those things open and changing anything, but... Yeah, yeah, that's why you start. have. Yeah, you have to get the tools. But there was also a shareholder lawsuit that people aren't covering too. So ah, there, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. This was inevitable. This was going to happen. Yes. Um, well, I'm glad that they're doing it, and the fact that the biggest company in the world is doing it is a good thing. Yeah. The problem here is also that they're only doing it for iPhone 12s and 13s. The the generation of phones that don't really need like battery replacements, things like yet. that. Yet. So, you know, it's getting ahead of it, but we'll see. Yeah. And Brian, we have reached, uh, what was it in, um, in the Terminator, the day that the Skynet became Judgment sentient? Day. Yeah, Judgment, Judgment day. day. We've reached Judgment Day. Open AI makes GPT-3 generally available now. Sweet. So, we don't have to do our own podcast anymore. Well, we still Here have to Here it comes, everybody. Yeah. Apple, Facebook, there, done. <laughs> Apple pie, uh, book of face, tube of you. Uh, yeah, so I signed up this morning. Uh, I haven't gotten mm -hmm. uh, gotten my dirty little paws on it yet, but oh, you know I will be. Oh, you yes. know I will be. Coming to you soon, the Pivoteer Daily. <laughs> exactly. Change your job. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. Come on, you can do it. Done. Published. Fuck everybody.
Yeah. <laughs> How come nobody's seeing my tweets? Oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, Factor's got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. 
Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. Delete Me scours the internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once, they monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates, showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and use promo code G-O-G at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and enter code G-O-G at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower, gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game-changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say, each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with Mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com. Code G-O-G. 
Media Candy. The Orville. I finally found out when it's coming back, Brian. And it is mm-hmm. March 10th, 2022. I did the deep research of going to Seth MacFarlane's Twitter account where he says in his bio, The Orville, New Horizons, coming to Hulu March 10th, 2022. So there we go. Okay. That's it's all on I Hulu. Had to That's do. interesting. Yep. Okay. No. Ah, and uh, 25 years ago yesterday, Brian, Star mm-hmm. Trek First Contact came out in theaters. That was the uh, the website that pretty much launched my career for the next mm-hmm. 20 years. Uh, we melted an SGI that day. Literally, we burned the hard drive to the ground. Um, mm-hmm. And this is on 5.7 million hits. That's it. And these are hits, <laughs> not yeah. visits, because there were more graphics per page in this in this website. I mean, it was ridiculous. The tables that we had to do to make the acutograms were insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I threw in a graphic in the in the show notes that you can see, Brian. I was I was very bummed though. Uh, our good friend uh, Dave Riegler, who worked on it with me, did not get credit in the uh, the Hollywood Reporter ad that came out. But yeah, that was uh, that was one hell of a day. So that means I've known you for over twenty five years because when I moved to Box Stop and started working with you is when I started working on First Contact. That's right. That's right. And I see Box Stop is credited there. Yep. So, yep. yep. For uh, yeah, because contractually they had to be. Sadly, yes. <laughs> even though and, the, uh, yeah, but I will I, let you know that the the site lives on on my iPhone. I, I'm still using all those audio samples. That's good. That's good. Yep. Yeah. No. So I have literally known you for more than half my life now. Yeah. Yeah. You have. And uh, shortly after you left uh, Box Top, uh, I left as well and started my own illustrious career, which uh, reminds me that, you know, around the same time, uh, this came up and I watched this last night, the Jagged documentary, uh, the Alanis Morissette documentary about Jagged Little Pill. Uh, I started working with her just after that album, but uh, so many familiar faces in, in, in the documentary and some people I'm still friends with, some people... I'm Facebook friends with and lost uh, touch with, but uh, it was so great to see so many familiar faces from so long ago. I, I could easily talk about this documentary for uh, two, three hours. Um, I could get snarky about it, um, but you actually, never. when it when it was done, I I just felt a, a sense of gratitude um, of living through that period and living through that life. Not just with her, with with all the artists that I work with. I, I'm so happy I'm not doing it anymore because I'm old now mm-hmm. but i did just uh you know i put down the remote and i kind of just sat there and i grabbed myself a, a little uh, splash of whiskey and i just sat there and went god what a privilege it was to live the life that i i lived back then how how fun it was and and how exciting and being around such creative people and such creative environments going on tour with with artists going into the studio with them man it was a it was a good time it was a good time back when building websites was fun <laughs> yeah and, uh, you know, as far as the controversy about the documentary, I, I don't get it, but I do get it. Um, you know, I think the thing that pissed Alanis off was it was a pretty linear documentary, but then they break the linear structure to go back and revisit the, the, the kind of controversial part of her being 15 and 16 and basically saying, yeah, I was 15 and these people basically raped me. Yeah. And there was no reason to return to that after got they got past it chronologically. But the director decided, let's hit that point again and let's hit it hard. And I think that's the thing that pissed her off. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Makes sense to me. 
And uh, speaking of things that pissed me off, Star Trek Discovery Season 4 is here. <laughs> for some people. Uh, for some people, yes. That was a big brouhaha because it was announced and then it was like, oh, sorry, only in uh, North America. You, Everybody else has to wait. Yep. So, so yeah. what'd you think? Uh, it looks good. You know, uh, the problem I have with it, and somebody tweeted something about this, and I can't remember who it was or the exact wording. It's not Star Trek. Nobody follows orders. Everybody just does whatever the fuck they want to do. That's not fed. That's not how the Federation works. Right. Unless you're Captain Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nobody follows orders. Everybody just does whatever they want. Uh, there's there's no repercussions for breaking the rules for any of these characters. Well, because it's, it usually works out. That's the problem. Yeah, because it always seems to work out. So it's sci-fi and it's action adventure, but it's not fucking Star Trek. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, bro. Yep. I just called you bro. What's wrong with you? I know. That's fucking weird. Let's yeah, this go, isn't let's go to the Geeks cri- anymore. Let's go either. meet at the crypt, bro. <laughs> let's go to the crypt, bro. <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> bro, we uh, old geeks. Uh, yeah, I watched it last night and uh yeah, I you know, I wasn't going to, but you put it in the notes, so I kind of felt like I needed to yeah. for work. <laughs> yeah. Uh for work. So it, I, I don't know. I just, I did not get into it. I still don't, I still don't like it. That's a thing. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with it. It's, it's just, everybody does whatever they want. And that's not, that's not the Star Trek I know. Yeah. I mean, like we were just talking about first contact, you know, compare the two. Mm-hmm. They, oh, this is the one thing somebody on, on discord actually pointed out too. Um, the old cast, like the bridge crew, it was an, an ensemble. It was an ensemble cast. Right. Yeah. Everybody worked together. They were a team. It was like a great band. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is a bunch of individuals. It's a bunch of solo artists running yeah. around breaking the rules. Yep. Exactly. It's like you put a bunch of lead singers in a room and see what they come up with, and it's going to be garbage. Yeah, we are the world. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you, Bob Geldof. Um, yeah, I think I think this is the we are the world of Star Trek. Yeah, it's just it's not great. I mean, I'll probably still watch it because I'm a sucker, but. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I saw this over at the Hollywood Reporter, and it's, it, the title is – I was reading it because it said Dope Sick in the title. is Scenes from a Marriage, Dope Sick, Cowboy Bebop Showrunners on Adapting Source Material for TV. And mm-hmm. then I got to the part where they talk about Foundation mm-hmm. and said it took two hours for showrunner David S. Goyer to outline the thousand-year journey depicted in Isaac Asimov's expansive book series and his pitch to Apple TV+. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, he kind of laid it out for him and, you know, it took him, took him a couple of tries at bat to get this thing through. But, mm-hmm. um, I'm reading this and I'm just like, yeah, they took plenty of liberties with the material and there was you one think? plot point Goyer wouldn't budge on. There's a character called the mule who is one of the great villains of modern literature. And because the mule is so phenomenal, prior attempts to adapt foundation always wanted to bring the mule in from day one. When I sat down with Apple, I said, we need to earn the mule. And so that's why it's going to be a multi-series dealio, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I see, I, I dropped the books before I got to the mule. But ah, it's great. Absolutely phenomenal. That's what and you've it, been saying. He's, but he's yeah, right like about the, the fact that <laughs> so. you, you have to earn it. You do have to earn it. But uh, they've broken so many... <laughs> broken so many plot points from the original foundation now uh you know i finished the series obviously um it, it's good sci-fi but it, Is I, it i have to just i have to just start calling it not foundation 
Yeah, but is it good sci-fi? I found myself I don't know, actually. Like really I don't know anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. I actually yeah. like when I when I was done with the last episode of the season, I'm like, this was kind of shitty. This was kind of like <laughs> really shitty. So I hated the last episode. Was, Absolutely hated it. It was awful. It was just flat yeah. out awful. <laughs> Sorry. It was awful. Yep. What do we got next? Uh, I watched Wheel of Time. It's a Jeff Bezos attempt uh, to take on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, they're three episodes in. Love it. Hated it. Ten minutes. I love it. I like it. It's so much better than uh, what was that stupid one that was on HBO. Absolutely horrible one from the big, huge director. Oh, God. I don't know. There's so many horrible ones oh, yeah, what, what? It's better than most. And given the bad taste in my mouth from the last season of Game of Thrones, I'm okay with this. Um, I liked it. I thought I'm, it was fun. I'm just sick of people with fake British accents riding around on horses with magical powers. I'm sick of that shit. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, the the redhead, uh, the redhead kid guy is uh, – that's not a fake British accent. <laughs> And uh, I could not stop thinking okay. this ties this ties in a little bit with my time in the music industry. I could not stop thinking of Chris Martin. Chris Martin from Coldplay so desperately wanted to be an actor. This guy has the exact same mannerisms, almost the exact same accent. I was like, oh, if Chris Martin could go back in time, he this is his wet dream. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. No, yeah. I just I I couldn't get into it. I I tried. I tried because I saw many tweets and said, thank God Wheel of Time didn't suck. And I'm like, yeah, it did. Oh, I think it's a I think it's a lot of people that are have read the books uh that are saying that. So maybe this is a more faithful adaptation than some of the stuff we've been watching. Well, here's the, well, know. let me ask you this. Uh you should mm -hmm. probably figure this out. Is is the book series done? Because I think that was the downfall of Game of Thrones, is that George R. R. Martin never even finished the damn books. 100%. That was the problem there. So I, I have no idea. I've never read the series, never even thought about the series. I've heard about it a lot of times, but usually this sort of thing isn't, you know, I, I get my fill of this sort of thing from Lord of the Rings. That's all I need of like running around in medieval shit with yeah. magic. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of a series from books, uh, we got The Expanse in like two weeks. I know. I saw that. But you were not excited about that. You told me you said you were done with it as far as you were concerned. I'll watch it because it's, it's only half a season. I'll, I'll finish yeah, it out true. for sure, but Might as well. yeah, I didn't get giddy about it. You know, I, my panties weren't moist, but I just, I'll still watch it, but yeah. <sighs> Thanks for the visual. Meet You're you welcome. at the crypt, bro. You're yeah. welcome, bro. <laughs> and Barrett wrote in, just watched four hours at the Capitol. That was a tough watch. Really hated how they gave the traders a forum to speak. Uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. That was, that was, I think my review of that really felt like the Capitol police should have used way more force. Anyway, on a happier note, Jason might enjoy a choice of weapons inspired by Gordon Parks to geek out to some good photography goodness on HBO Max. Yeah, I had that in my, uh, my watch list. I was actually going to watch it last night, but I wasted an hour of my life watching Discovery. Yeah. Silly me. Silly me. <laughs> I saw this one and uh, we get back to the NFTs and this, mm -hmm. you know, we've had boy bands forever, but now we have the NFT band. Universal Forms Metaverse Band based on Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. I just fucking mm -hmm. give up, Brian. I give up. Let them do what the fuck they want. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just a, it's a pre-monetized non-artsy version of Gorillaz which was based on comic book characters. And it was a virtual band until it became an actually very, 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 very good real band. Um, you know, they're just cashing in like everybody else. Why not? Go ahead. Who cares? Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm never going to listen. 
I'm not going to buy any of the NFTs. Well, they haven't can't. even thought about the music yet. <laughs> Yeah. They haven't even thought about the music yet. They have a band manager and they're they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for music. Like this is all just a fucking publicity play to exactly. sell some fucking yeah, I, N- I know. NFTs. That's the whole that's why I'm just shaking my head. I'm like yeah. they just didn't even think anything through it. It's like, "Okay, let's let's put out a press release." It's literally just a press release. Ups and doodads. Brian, it's Black Friday season month. Yep. Several mm-hmm. months. However they yes, do it my nowadays. Wife is, my wife is losing her mind. Clickety, uh, clackety, click, 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 click. Deal, deal, deal. Bye, bye, bye. Retirement going out the window. Nah, it's okay. She's taking on the Christmas shopping duties, and thank God for that. I don't yeah. want to do it. I, I came across the Buy Nothing Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, two chicks uh, started this back in 2013. One of those hippy-dippy, don't-buy-anything-new, gift-and-re-gift kind of things. Yep. Um. And then I noticed the URL, it's bnponfb.org. I'm like, okay, buy nothing project on FB, on Facebook? Really? Turns out that their entire organization is run off of Facebook groups. Ooh, somebody go grab bnponmeta.org right now. <laughs> true that. Well, I guess Facebook will still stay the same, but if, oh, they, want, if they want to get ahead of the times, they really should. Uh, they can swap around the uh, Oculus headsets, but I'm like, look, it 100% makes sense that they're on Facebook. It's so much easier. They don't have to set up any of their infrastructure. Everybody's there already. You've got the theoretically, you've got uh, you know face recognition. You know who it is. You know what they look like. You know where they live. You know if they're local to you, so you can uh, swap things easily. I get it. Um, you know, just be aware of the fact that at some point Facebook will sweep your business out from underneath you. Well, not even that. It's just the irony that Facebook is built on advertising to buy shit. For me, (laughs) that was the ironic part. But yeah, no, I just thought it was very funny. But if you're into that kind of thing, go for it. Hey, it's a great, great thing to do. It's I love I love that idea. I I think buying nothing is ridiculous. I think it should be the, the buy less project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My friend Mickey Krimmel long ago uh, did a project called Neighbor Goods, which I thought was a great project. And you basically put up, you know, the stuff that you're willing to loan out to your neighbors. Like, like I got a leaf blower that anybody could come and borrow. I got a weed whacker right. that anybody could come and borrow. Things like that. And sadly, it didn't get uh, the traction that I thought it deserved. But uh, same kind wow. of pro- same kind of you know mentality, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I saw this headline and. Uh, I just kind of shook my head and it says, yes, you do need a smart earwax remover. And the Spade Mini is on on sale for under $40. I have seen advertisements for this and and similar products. I I had no idea earwax removal was such an issue. I do feel like we've just gotten to the uh, home shopping network commodification on the internet right now where, you know, it's like all those commercials where they show like how difficult it is for some people to make pasta apparently. So therefore you need this special (laughs) pasta dish uh, that, you know, because they like pick up the thing and it spills all over the floor because they're fucking morons. And no, that never happens to anybody. And no, it's not that difficult. It's so funny. Somebody gifted me one of those pasta pots with the built-in strainer. Yeah, and I finally figured it out that that's what it was, and I'm like, and I tried it, and I'm like, well, shit, this is actually fairly convenient, <laughs> but it it did not replace my strainer for any way, yeah. shape, or form. But this is a thing you put in your ear that has a camera on it, so you can go hunting in your head for your earwax. Yeah, great, another uh, 
another internet of things, you know, debacle just waiting to happen. Look, first first off, in general, earwax is there for a reason. Uh, there are occasions when you can get build up and it can be a bit too much and that can be problematic. And usually that's a, a medical condition. Uh, I had that at one point in time in my life. They sell these great little, uh, this great little, uh, liquid that you drop into your ear and it dissolves the earwax and the earwax runs out. And you probably will have to do that twice in your entire life. Maybe, 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 maybe I've never had otherwise to do it, but... leave it alone. Yeah. And, you know, if nothing else, your AirPods will take them out. Oh, God. Yes. The AirPods. The AirPods, which are on their way out, it seems, because kids are going back to the wired headphones, according to the Wall Street Journal. And it, it, my first thought was uh, slow news day. Then my second thought was betteridge. Uh, are AirPods out? Well, probably not. No. And uh, but well, then I was uh, thinking, I, I, I kind of miss cabled headphones. Here's the thing, and I, I've read the article, maybe not this article, but there's copycat articles out there mm -hmm. now, of course, because that's what happens. Uh, and I've walked, I walk the streets now because I, I walk to, to commute to work and back and I've seen kids pass by a couple, like I think two high schools on my way. Uh, more, yeah, more wired headphones than I've seen in a long time. Uh, but the article gets into, uh, maybe the reason is because they're fucking expensive and kids lose shit and parents aren't going to replace it anymore. Ah, good point. Good point. Yes. Yeah, you can get a good deal on <laughs> wired headphones. Yeah, uh, they're cheaper. They, well, it, the, the sad part significantly. is significantly. Yeah, significantly cheaper. Uh, I'm I'm very bummed though because Sennheiser stopped making those wired earbuds that uh, we both really liked. Mm, yeah. I can't. You can't get those anymore. I got like one pair left, and I'm hanging on to them for dear life because they are the best sounding earbuds that I've ever had. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I love them. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the other thing is, of course, the power issue. And kids are on their headphones all day long, every day. True. And uh, wired AirPods will or unwired AirPods. You know, the normal AirPods that don't have wires. Yeah. Uh, those will, <laughs> those will run out of juice pretty quick for a kid. Yeah, you only get like three hours on them. Mm -hmm. So. That doesn't really do it, but uh, yeah, so that's the way it goes. I, you know, I'm fine with it. I, I totally don't, don't care either way. <laughs> I don't care either way. I've got, I've got my AirPods, and they're great for for my my commute, and they're great for workouts and biking and things of that nature. I have wired pair of headphones. I always have those for plane flights, which used to be an issue, but for the last two years hasn't been, but maybe will be again now. Thankfully, um, I got both. I got them both in my bag all the time. Yeah, I think for, you know, for travel I've got the Bose Quiet Comfort 2s. So, and those those actually require physical batteries, believe it or not. But uh, you know, you can swap those out, which is kind of a nice thing, honestly, being able to just juice it up when you need to, but they last a yep. hell of a lot longer than AirPods. But yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Good for them. Whatever. Agreed. I just don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> That's why I said slow news day. I'm like Wall Street yep. Journal, really? And I found this one and I sent it to basically everybody I know. It's called Super Agent Automatic Cookie Consent. It's a browser plugin that uh, clicks those stupid little cookie pop-ups for you. Have you yep. uh, installed it and tried it? Yep. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. I've gotten like maybe two of them so far. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? You know what? Those two were on my phone. They weren't even on yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen any more on my computer at all. They're great. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. Yeah, it's free. Go get it. Uh, it's free. You'll never see one of those pop-ups again. Where was this 10 years ago? Or however long <laughs> those damn cookie pop-ups have been plaguing us. I'm curious. Did you set yours to yes or no? Um, I didn't set it for anything. 
I just installed it and let it run. Okay. I set mine to no, so I'm I'm curious to see if functionality on any sites I visit is going to go down. Oh, I should go, yeah, go back and actually set that, I guess. But I'm lazy. Uh, but I did uh, I did pay for Twitter Blue this week. Okay. The two ninety nine Twitter version that lets you, you know, turn turn Twitter into MySpace. Well, can, wait, can you do can you do uh, twinkly backgrounds now? Can you, no, do, you can't. set your top five friends? No. And and surprisingly, there's still ads. There's still fucking ads. Well, they never said that they were going to get rid of all the ads. That's why. That's why when they announced Twitter Blue, everybody started scratching their heads. They're like, "Who needs any of this? All we want is an ad free version." Yeah, I mean the with things a, you with can a, do with a regular timeline. That's all we want. Yeah, I mean you can get the regular timeline for free. Just click on latest tweets and keep it there. Yeah, um, and it doesn't flip back every time like it used to. So okay. it, it pretty much it pretty much stays now. It sticks. Um, but you can post like longer videos if you want. Uh, you can uh, you get free oh, more uh, things for me not to watch. Yeah, you get uh, article or ad free articles on a bunch of different publications, which is nice. So I made a list of all the the news publications that I that I follow, so I can just you know get those in a thing, and I can pop through those if I want. No big deal there. Um, but here's the thing that has me scratching my head, Brian. Mm-hmm. Since I signed up for Twitter Blue, my engagement with my fellow readers has gone through the floor. It's like the algorithm has delisted me. And I have thoughts. Please bring them on. Well, I, I looked through your tweets from last night. And if you're looking for engagement, I'm not entirely sure that uh, pretty angry tweets about obscure punk bands from 30 years ago is going to get you a lot of engagement. Well, see, that's the. I'm just I, saying. Every, everything that I was posting last night was because I was trying to get people to say something. Um, and, but here's the thing: the algorithm check that I did, I did, I, I actually posted a tweet that said something like, you know, algorithm seed check, and I posted a bunch of stuff that should get people mad at me for saying it, and nothing. Nothing you at don't all. Use you don't use hashtags. You don't you don't uh, tag anybody on your posts. You don't do any of the things that people do for engagement. I, I usually don't have to because, I mean, I've only got like 3,000 followers, but I usually get like anywhere between five and 10 pieces of engagement per tweet. And I got zero and I've gotten zero since I moved to Twitter Blue, which is interesting, well, I think. Here's a simple test. Cancels, cancel Twitter Blue. Well, I see will. What happens. But I'm stuck for a month. <laughs> I'm stuck with it gotcha. for a day a month. <laughs> so, but it, it was also interesting that I paid – uh, through so Apple got a dollar of my three dollars because I had to pay through the uh, using my uh, phone through mm -hmm. Apple's payment scheme. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. It's interesting. So they only get two bucks. Okay, Karish Slisher. No, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm pointing out facts here. That's all I'm doing. I'm just pointing. <laughs> no, out you're facts. just doing the it's interesting thing. Remember? Oh Jesus! That's Christ. all Karish Slisher ever says. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah except interesting. I'm except I'm putting in my opinion and facts and actually saying something else. <laughs> it's interesting. She doesn't do. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, Brian, what do you what think? Do you, what do you think about my What do you think? It's I, well, I think it's interesting. What do you think? <laughs> I can't believe she's like the biggest podcaster in the fucking world. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jason wrote in, says, hey, guys, I remember you saying how much of a pain smart light bulbs are because you still have switches in your house. Amazon just came out with these cheaper smart light switches, and he's got the link over there. 
Amazon Basic Single Pole Smart Switch works with Alexa neutral wire required, certified for humans device. And it says, I tried a few of them, a dimmer and a regular, and they are fantastic. It keeps the switch in your house and you can use the lady in the tube if you want to set up routines, etc. And you still have the wall switch so human beings who come to visit you know how to turn on the light. Love the show. Uh, fantastic. I'm going to check these out. That is a, a good solution that will uh, make my wife happy because she hated the fact that like I would turn on lights and then the switch wouldn't know where the hell you were. And if you switch to the switch, it wouldn't switch to the switch and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> can't do the switch, do the switch, do yeah. the other, do the switch. <laughs> yeah. It's just a need that if the switch knows what state it's in, then perfect. I, I love that. That's fantastic. All right. Let us know. Closing shout out. Over at Patreon, we've got Benjamin and Jed. Thank you guys. Thank you. Over at PayPal, we've got Tom, Michael, Michelle, Andrew, John, another Tom, another Jean-Andre, a Joseph, a Mark, and a Christopher with a big old $50 fucking bop kiss. Thank you. Thank you very much, Christopher. We appreciate appreciate it. Over at Stripe, we've got Theodore L., Ross W., and Karen B. Thank you all. Thanks to everybody who is uh, helping us keep the lights on because we really could use it right now. Jason needs some cash. We got some <laughs> iTunes ratings. We got a five star from obviously he had a stroke and collapsed on his keyboard. Entertaining way to kill an hour. They hate everything about the internet, but there isn't much to be hopeful. So can you blame them? <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. And uh, Gabriel Pagan wrote this one in four stars. This is a five star show. Gave it four stars just to annoy Jason. Fuck you, Gabriel. <laughs> I love how he piled onto your week. It's the best. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the United States of America. Eat some turkey and have some stuffing. And thank you for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoyed the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 532. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars, Gabriel. Fucker. Stay grumpy, and uh, we're taking next week off, so... uh you guys, uh, we have to live without us for a little bit. Don't be sad. We'll be back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.